1: Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times.
2: The Talk Sport fan network is proudly supported by Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Delivery brings a top tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Hey guys, here's a message from one of our partners, Spider VPN. As we all know, browsing the internet can be full of hidden dangers and snoopers, but you can easily protect yourself and at the same time get access to all your favorite websites and streams by using Spider VPN. They have some amazing offers right now and I come highly recommended. Check them out at spidervpn.org. And uh, get yourself some great offers now. And don't forget to mention Dazzling Dave or Always Wolves to get yourself a real nice discount. That's spidervpn.org. Good evening, good evening, good evening. Or should I say, happy Valentine's to all of you lovely people out there in the world. It's a lovely day. It's a wonderful day to be a Wolves fan today. Why? not just because it's Valentine's Day, but because we're sharing the love tonight. We are going to be sharing the love for our team that beat Tottenham Hotspur in their old backyard again yesterday um, and sharing the love for the players that put on that performance. But we will be looking back uh, again at the Arsenal game. We will be asking that key question, the question that no Wolves fan really wants to contemplate, but listening to talk sport... Listening to Five Live, listening to Match of the Day, listening to uh, the Sky Playback, Wolves in the race for the Champions League. Say it quietly, but that's we're, that radar that we're going under. We're still a little bit under it, but it's kind of like a, a searchlight has found us and they're starting to talk about us being in the race. Wolves in the race for the Champions League. Can you believe it? And let's face it, we are. Now we're going to be, as I say, we're going to be doing it normal. We're going to be talking about um, obviously the game, looking back at the Arsenal match, uh, doing our performance rating for obviously the Tottenham game and also our pundits man of the match and then you guys at the end will get to vote Based off our nominations for the People's Man of the Match, I will just want to say, first off, before I get started, a big thank you to Spider VPN for powering extra time. Uh, just remember that if you want a, a VPN router that covers all your devices in your home, they've got a brilliant offer on. Uh, the link is in the description below. They've sent me one, actually. Uh, so and they're really good. So I definitely recommend checking it out. And there's a real good deal for you that can be had. But thank you for them. Um, in the chat, let me know where you're all watching f- from tonight and who with. Who are you share? Who are you watching uh, the show with tonight? Your partner or you're on your own? Come to share with us. Where in the world are you watching? Trudy Price. Let's put it up here. She's one of the members. If you want to become a member, again, the links, uh, you can become a member and join the Discord group. Trudy Price is one of my members. She said, dare to dream. Dare to dream, she's saying. Um, "And with, yeah, And Andy Saunders, Champions League. He's got the ducks out. Absolutely fantastic. We do have some wonderful guests tonight. And my first guest is going to be coming on right now, who was... Who was there with me and three and a half thousand other Wolves fans at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium? I'm not sure whether he got as soaked as me because I was on row three. But first of all, let's welcome Jack to the stream.
3: Hi, Jack. Good morning, everyone. evening. You're all right.
2: Mate, I'm in a good mood, man. How are you feeling?
3: Absolutely buzzing, mate. Fantastic. What oh, time, time to be a fan, eh?
2: Well, it is, isn't it? I mean, I, I, you know, we were talking about the uh, last time, um, we were talking about the Arsenal and the Tottenham games. And I, I kind of said, if we get four points, that wouldn't be bad. We got three. We probably yeah. should have had four. Um, but what a day yesterday, Jack.
3: Brilliant, wasn't it? I mean, we, we've been on here before, haven't we? And we've sort of talked about, you know, almost like red letter days, supporting the club and things that you'll kind of take with you in years to come. And I think yesterday was another one, wasn't it? I mean, that, for Absolutely. me, I'm going to make a, a, a big statement here. That was probably the most confident, professional performance we've put in since we came back into the Premier League. Considering, uh-huh. considering the opposition, considering, you know, just how confident we were. I mean, we almost kind of made it difficult for ourselves going 2-0 up so early because we're not used to it. And you kind of thought, well, I don't know how the team are going to play this now, but they just controlled it so well. I never very, thought we would be able to Very good concede. game. Very good game we management. management. Yeah, Jack, we, we've got
2: some uh, people. We've got uh, already got eighty five in the uh, in the thing. We've got um, the Lone Wolf uh, podcast, who's in Bristol. Carl's down in Dorset with his mom. Andy's over in Old Brighton. Uh, Lucy, the Golden Girl, sat on a Todd in Wensfield. Um, Terry's on his own in Surrey sending the love to you all you're on your own you with you with with us now spending Excellent. Valentine's Day We're all here together. Uh, we've got Dan the man from Suffolk uh, with his new fiance congratulations to uh to you guys. Um we've got Tony Bell from Amherford, I'm not sure where that is. Uh Giovanni Chavez from uh, Santa Cruz California. Uh we've got on the screen, as you can see, uh, Scottish Gimli watching from British Guyana, going to Argentina tomorrow to get some corned beef. I love it. Um, <laughs> we know Paul's in Somerset. Uh, what? We, uh, just all over the world, they uh, they tune in and watch. Uh, Martin's over in glamorous Dudley. Can you believe Dudley? You know, right. absolutely fantastic, mate, mate. I mean, what 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 were you going into the game thinking after the Arsenal match? going into the top of the match how were you feeling
3: oh do you know what i was i was confident in the sense that we always get a response from this team whenever we have a, a disappointment or we have a, a poor performance or or we you know we go a bit flat in a game the next game we're on it and that that was that's been the case from the time of nuno and now bruno as well so i i felt we were going to get a response i'd have been delighted with a point to be fair because I think away from home, a point is always, you know, that's your, that's your sort of benchmark, isn't it? If you If you can win at home and draw away, you're kind of pretty much there, aren't you? So I'd have been happy with a point, but I, fe- I felt confident we could win because Tottenham haven't been in the best of form and, and obviously they've got issues that are kind of sort of creeping in, aren't they, with, with Conte and sort of he sort of distanced himself from the problems today in his interview, hasn't he? He said, you know, it's not my fault, you know, and, and stuff like that. So they're obviously, they're a team in, in, in a bit of a... A bit of muddle and and you know, they were there to be took advantage of it, and we, and we did it, didn't we, really well? So, so yeah, that was, that was the I'll big tell you thing. what,
2: mate. I mean, I couldn't believe we were 2 0 off when that second goal went in. And to be fair, in the first half, that uh, I mean, I know Lloris made a couple of uh, was I mean, the first goal, I've put I've actually put the uh, the, the Jimenez video up on its own on uh, on my YouTube channel. If you haven't watched that, I, I, the match vlog's a good one, but the first goal. Uh, Neves has all that space, hits it It's palmed away, Dendonka can't quite Get his foot over the top, it bounces Lloris punches it, straight to Jimenez And what a finish from Jimenez
3: Yeah, and and if you watch it back From from the different angles What's amazing is how much time he has And that's all about The control and the composure that he's got So many players there would have kind of Snatched at it or just been desperate To get the shot away, but he thought You know what, I'm going to take it on the chest, let it drop and, and sort of smash it in the in the corner. It, it's such a good, good finish. And, and, you know, he's had a little bit of, of criticism recently, Raul, hasn't he? From the sort of the wider fan base, because he hasn't quite been at it. And, you know, and I think that's harsh. Or I do think that's considering what, what he's been through in the last 12 months. I think any expectation on him for this season, you have to kind of temper it with the fact that, you know, if we've been really blunt, you know, he almost died just over a year ago, didn't he? So, you know... And he's
2: been frustrated, Raoul. You could see. I mean, came for Tottenham went through quite a spell where he didn't score. And as a striker, you put more and more pressure on yourself to score those goals. And then you're snatching rather than being instinctive. His finish um, yesterday with composure and the technical ability that he showed to put that away, uh, I thought was absolutely first class. And he just was in the right place... And it, as I say, he had that composure and, that, and the clinical finish. And uh, Lloris couldn't get anywhere near it, could he?
3: No, no. And, and I think, you know, just going on to the, the sort of the Rail and the Kane thing, I think a lot of it is his kind of attitude. I mean, Rail's had, had his struggles this season with with form and, and, and confidence and things, but he's never let his head drop. He's never kind of sulked or he's never, you know, apart from Man City away, perhaps, he's never sort of lost his temper and and, and been petulant. And I thought Harry Kane's body language yesterday was bordering on a disgrace, to be to be quite honest. And I know that's probably not for us to say. That's explain, for explain more
2: what you mean about that for people that haven't seen it.
3: Well, he spent the entire game moaning at the referee, moaning at his teammates, flapping his arms around every time the ball went over his head or the pass was too short or too long. And I just think that that's the captain of their team. You know, you got you got to encourage your play. If your players are, in, are low on confidence, you've got to drag them through there. That's what Cody does all the time for us, doesn't he? When a player's having a poor game, he'll arm round them or he'll, he'll G them up and, come on, get yourself in the game. I thought Kane, Kane was so poor yesterday in terms of offering leadership and, and things like that. It was, it was, you know, like I say, and, and the thing with Raul is he's had his struggles this year. We all know that and we all know why. But his attitude has been terrific all season. and And I think, you know, whether we want him to, to score every game. You know, I don't think he ever scored every game when he was fully fit and fully firing. So we've got to kind of be realistic in terms of what he's going to contribute. But in terms of his attitude, I think he's been first class for most of the season. And I think he deserves, deserves what he's getting in terms of the goals now.
2: Absolutely. And hopefully now he's got that goal, that you've got that sort of monkey off his back now. That'll uh, spur him on, spur him on to get a lot more. Another player that probably deserves a mention, um, who's had a lot of stick recently, is uh, Leander Dendonka. You know, we did that uh, with Paul and uh, me, Paul and Chris did a uh, the instant reaction. I don't know if you've seen it after the game, probably yeah. a lot of you have. Um, but both Paul and Chris gave... Uh, and Chris is not his biggest fan. Gave Leander Dendonka as their man of the match.
3: Yeah, and, and, you know, I think yesterday kind of showed where we can get the best out of, of Dendonka. In a midfield two, and I've said this before, I'm not having him. In a midfield two, I don't think he contributes anywhere near enough. In a three, where he's got two people that can kind of do the other things that he's not so good at, and he can concentrate on what on, on his role, I think he can make a real contribution. And you saw that yesterday. I mean, Neves was fantastic yesterday in terms of just sitting deep, spreading the passes, breaking up play. Kundal was up energy and enthusiasm, which you would want from, from a young lad making his, sort of making his debut. And that just allowed Dendonka just to kind of stroll up and down the, the middle of the pitch. He got involved in, I mean, the second goal is kind of what you want from Dendonka all the time. He, he picks up the loose pass, lays it into Semedo and follows his run. He doesn't sort of sit there admiring the pass. He sort of says, I'm going to get myself in there. And it, it, it's a lucky break for him, to be fair, off the, off the defender onto the post. But you've got to be there to put it in, haven't you? And that's exactly what he does. And, you know, goals from midfield. I think even Bruno has said, hasn't he, that he wants more goals from midfield. And we've started to get it, you know, Martinez has got a couple in recent weeks, Neves has got one against Brentford, Dendonka got one yesterday. If we can start contributing more goals from that area and from the wing backs, then I think we're going to be sorted for the rest of the season. Because that's probably the one thing that if you're looking from the outside, looking in particularly, you know, people talk about our Wolves at a top four contender, this, that and the other. We probably don't score enough goals. But actually, if you've got people like Dendonka who can start chipping in every so often, not every game, obviously, but every so often, that's going to make a massive difference. It's I, be think, I think ones. you're right.
2: And to be fair, it was, a, it was a really good reaction from him. And you've got to say, Daniel Pedens, he's not scored in the Premier League for us. He scored in the Cup. But he's, he's, I, I think had it not in the player's um, foot and then bounced onto the post, I think it was going in. Until it hit the defender didn't know much about it. I think that was going in bottom corner. It hits the post, and then donker does react so so quick uh, to put it in the back of the net. And his all round game yesterday in terms of his positional play, uh, defensively, it, it, you know, you can't. He's coming. He's coming for a lot of stick. I think donker has got one of these. It's got a very sort of casual. Running style, and he kind of looks sometimes a little bit lazy, but it's how he he runs. And I've said this all along, I, I, you know. He, he, you know, Bruno trusted him, Nuno trusted him. Um, I think you're right about a, a, a two, but he is in the Belgium international squad, and when De Bruyne doesn't play, he plays, and then ranked as the number one country in the world. And you like he's playing for us, so you can't
3: be rubbish, can he? No, he's not a bad player, is he? You know, and no. I think I think I think what people sometimes kind of with Cat, he's got to sort of play a certain role to be effective. Yeah, you know, for example, when we played Norwich in in the cup, and he sort of played in the front three, he, he was ineffective, wasn't he? He Contributes oh, no, no. so little to Before the, to the he's team performance. There, no, no. He, he, he puts himself as a target for criticism then, and that's probably not necessarily his fault because he's been asked to play there by the coach, you know. So, uh, whereas like yesterday, like you say, in that role was in the three there, doing what he needed to do. He's so effective and, and he makes a massive contribution defensively and, and offensively. And I think we've got quite a few players like that where, you know, in a certain system, in a certain sort of way formation, the way we play, they're fantastic. If you took them out of that and maybe put them in a in different way, they might not be as effective. You know, I think you can see that with, with Matt Doherty at Tottenham now. When he was with us at that right wing back position, he was getting four or five goals a season, four or five assists, and he looked at a 20, 30 million pound fullback, didn't he? He's gone and played in a four at Tottenham now, and he doesn't look as effective, and he doesn't look as confident or assured. And you know, and you certainly wouldn't swap him for Samedo on yesterday's performances, respectively, would you? No, and definitely. Like not. That's probably the, the the thing, isn't it, with Den donker as well? If you took him out of, of our team and put him in Man United's team, for example, where they play two sitting midfielders, I think he would struggle there as well, wouldn't he?
2: Well, yeah, Carl Whitehouse asking the question. What do you think Dendonka's pe- best position is in the Wolf
3: side? I mean, for me, it would be where he was yesterday. The furthest advanced of the midfield three, with two players, whether it's Neves and Martinho ideally, sitting a bit deeper and sort of dictating play, controlling the tempo. And then he's supporting Raul or Fabio, whoever's sort of playing the central striker role. But he's also getting in the box for set pieces and he's also sort of sitting a bit deep when we're under pressure a little bit and and sort of helping to break up play. I think that's his his role and I think that's what he does most effectively. And the trouble for Dendonka more than anything is that we're not going to play like that every week because some weeks we're going to have to play 3-4-3 with three forward players. You know, like Leicester next Sunday, for example, would be one where I'd play 3-4-3 because I think they're, they're there to be got at, aren't they? You know, Tottenham away, I can understand the 3 5
2: that, And we, we played the 3 uh, 5 against United to great effect as well, didn't we?
3: Yeah, that's it. Yeah. And I think we're in that position where Bruno's got that horses for courses mentality where he'll look at an opposition, look at a game and go, yep, yeah, midfield three today or two in the middle and three up front today or whatever he's going to try and do. And I think, and I like that because I, I think you've got to kind of have that flexibility to be able to say, well, the opposition strength of this. So let's say we're going to counter it but this is also how we're going to cause them problems. You know, I think when we play the 3-4-3, we're a lot more attacking, but we do concede more chances. And we're well, very fortunate, very fortunate this year that, that our goalkeeper has been the best one in the league and and kind of won us quite a few points in in that sense. 3-5-2, well, the we're so much more solid, aren't we?
2: Yeah, there's a stat that I've seen, um, if I can find it in, in a second uh, for you, about Jose Sar, actually. And... Um, that is that no goalkeeper in the in the whole of Europe has saved a higher percentage of shots faced than Jose Sarr with 85.2%. Is he the best shot stopper in the world at the moment?
3: That's, that's a difficult because we don't watch every other goalkeeper regularly, do we? But for me, I feel so confident with him in goal. I really, really do. I mean, yesterday he made a couple of really important saves and he came for some crosses and... There was one in the, in the second half where I think Son was kind of running through, and just by sort of coming off his line, he sort of made made it impossible for Son to score really. And it, and it's things like that because you know we're a defensive unit, and you can tell that they all feed off each other. You know, it's the same with Kilman. You watch Kilman now, and, and you can see the other defenders saying, "No one's beating him today." I'll tell you what. I think sometimes Kilman playing him. the back
2: three on his own is that good. I mean, what what excites me about Kilman and. I mean, most people on here, I'm sure we're going to say, if he does not get an England call-up, you know, because to me, he's the best defender in the Premier League right now. He's got aerial ability. He's got composure. He's timing with his tackles. And then when he surges out of defence, he goes past people like they're not there. He goes on these runs. They're so exciting from defence. And then, you know, lays it off his... He's just got everything. He's still such a young, young player. And obviously he's going to be in, in contention uh, for, man of, for, for for player of the year yeah. as well. But we do need to make a special mention um, before we get on to performance rating and uh, your man of the match, Jack. We do need to make a special mention to uh, Wolves Academy graduate, Luke Kundal, 19 years of age. Um, We were singing his one of our own when he was substituted with Cramp after 80 minutes, making his full debut at what is a fantastic stadium, away at Tottenham, Uh, probably nervous before the start. I thought he had a fantastic game.
3: He did. I mean, you could tell he was nervous first 10, 15 minutes. I mean, I think the first corner corner that he took didn't beat the first man, and he sort of shook shook it off, didn't he, And, and looked a bit disappointed in himself. but. I mean, I said to my friend earlier, you know, if you were to watch that game as a neutral and, and someone said to you, right, pick out the guy making his Premier League debut, you'd struggle to pick out Kundal as the one that, that was doing it because he was, once he grew into it, he was very, very assured. And I think, again, the, the shape helped him in terms of he had the two partners in, in Nevers and Denonka rather than just a straight two. Um, but he really suits how we played, doesn't he, Kundal? And I think that's why Bruno sort of took him into the, into the squad because he, he can keep the ball ticking over. He's not expansive in terms of his passing. He's not express quick. He doesn't really drive with the ball a lot, but he doesn't give it away very often. He keeps it moving at a nice tempo. He keeps a nice shape when we haven't got the ball. He's almost like the perfect sort of midfielder for how we play.
2: I think he yeah. had something like a 96% pass accuracy,
3: Jack. Yeah, that, that, that's exactly what you want, isn't it? When you've got the ball, don't give it away. Because especially when you turn it up with 20 minutes, if you keep the ball you're not going to lose the game, you know, and it's it's as simple as that. Tottenham conceded two goals yesterday because they gave the ball away, you know, and we finished them really well and, and created really good chances. But they gave us the ball in the first place. We didn't give the ball away very much at all yesterday. And that's why Tottenham struggled to to really create chances. The, the thing with the Premier League is, in general is that teams are very good at keeping the ball. And if you give the ball away, you might not get it back for a couple of minutes. So you've got to be able to keep the ball. And that's what we did really well yesterday. And Kundal was a big, big part of that. If you watch the first goal back, um, I think the, the first sort of clearance from the free kick by Kane, he sort of heads it towards the edge of the D. And I think someone's about to break and Kundal just steps across him and just flicks the ball to Neves. It's a really tiny action, but it plays a really significant part in getting us back on the front foot ready for the for the first goal. And it's things and he like that, play, uh, he, he almost won.
2: got an assist in the second half where that ball for Raul maybe should have hit it first time um oh, yeah. he just and uh, the he, the the defender and the keeper just did enough didn't they to keep him out yeah. uh to be yeah. to be fair i mean absolutely uh fantastic um for uh, for kundal uh, without any shadow of a doubt mate i mean he was just uh, it was just great to see a young lad coming through and in my match preview i obviously because i always call my team and i did go with the uh, 352 it was exactly the uh, the squad and i did say Matinho. But the other thing I said in my match preview, there's if Bruno has got this much faith in Luke Kundal, if Martinho is not going to play and he's playing the three, then then surely he's going to play him. And he did. And he showed that faith. And that's only going to build his confidence now. Um, You know, he's got that under his belt. And if you look at Cody before the game and all the players, to be honest, how he was, come on, son. And then after the game, how he was hugging him and stuff like that. That's team. That's why we've got a team. We might not have the, you know, the, you know, like the United, someone said on, um, was it Sky or someone that said about Wolves not having these world-class players. And I think they were on about the likes of Ronaldo and stuff like that. But, like, we've got a team. We've yes. got a team that believe in each other, believe in what they're doing, are a very family in the way they are. And they're like a band of brothers, and yeah. they're hungry for it as well. We lost to Arsenal. We saw how upset they were with the way Arsenal, as I say, celebrated like they'd won the Champions League. It was a big game. But I think they'll use that motivation um, for what Arsenal, the way Arsenal celebrated. And I was talking to Paul, uh, who's coming on next, Paul Mansell, um, and he hit it right on, the, right on the neck. And I was going, yeah, we can give it back. And he, and he went, nah. We just want to just win the game and then walk off and go, cheers, job
3: done. Yes, that's it, it, isn't it? You know, I mean, I think, like you say, it's great for for us in terms of, you know, people like Cundall coming through because and Totty as well in recent weeks. Because, you know, you talk about the small small squad. Well, what that allows you to do is develop these players in-house. You know, you think about Cundall, right? He's been on the bench probably 20 times this season before making his debut. And that even that experience, not playing, but being part of the squad and and warming up and sitting on the bench in those big stadiums, that's huge experience. And we did the same with Kilman a couple of years ago didn't we? when he first came from from Maidenhead. He sort of sat on the bench for the second half of the season and didn't get a kick. And you're kind of thinking, oh, it's what, you know, who's this guy? But they're building his experience, getting him ingrained in the squad, learning how we play, so that when they come in and step up for the debut, they're not coming in from the cold. They know exactly what the team does. They know exactly what their role is going to be. They know how the game they want the game to sort of pan out. And if we go one nil, this is what we do. If we go one nil down, this is what we do. If it's nil nil with 20 minutes to go, this is what we do. And that's that's what a small squad allows you to do. We haven't got players kicking their heels, not even getting on the bench, have we? You know, no. which is what which is what these other teams have got. They've got players not getting on the bench, moaning to their agent, moaning to the press. You know, we haven't got that. We've got such a, a pack mentality where everyone contributes. You know, your unused subs are big part of your squad because they're, they're there to be used. You know, there's no one sort of who doesn't contribute to the team. And I think that's such an important thing when you talk about this this running that we've got. You know, we haven't got the squad depth of, of you know, Tottenham and Man United and, and people like that. We all know that. But what we've got is we've got a team and we've got a, a squad and we've got a pack. And that counts for, for so much in when the pressure's on.
2: And belief as well. So, Jack, just to finish off with three questions: um, performance rating for well, we put Park Arsenal. Performance rating for for Tottenham. Man of the match. And are Wolves going to make Champions League? Are we going to get fourth?
3: Right. Performance rating for yesterday. I'm going to give it a nine. Nine. Yeah. Yeah. I, I thought, like I said, I thought that was probably as away from home. That was as confident as we've been in a long, long time in terms of. Closing out a game, clinical, efficient, professional. You know, it's difficult to kind of find fault. You know, there's you could easily say we could have had a couple more goals as well. That's probably why he doesn't get a ten. But uh, man of the match, I'm gonna have to go Max Kilman. You know, I thought he was imperious. I'm gonna use that word. There's there's one point second half where I think it was Kane was sort of almost through on goal, and Kilman just catches up with him, sticks his leg out, nicks the ball away from him, turns, has thirty wide. yards at the pitch, and he's just thinking. You know, if that if that's Van Dyke, for example, for Liverpool, that's being shown from thirty different angles on on match of the day, and this that, and then they're, they're doing all the things with the touch screen and going, look at this, this is brilliant. You know, this is Max Kilman we're we talking about. You know, someone who three four years ago no one had ever heard of, and look at how he's playing there; it, it's phenomenal. And like you say, that England's call up, if if it's not now, it's going to have to be at some point, isn't it? Because he's just well, too good. For he's more.
2: got to be called up into the squad. That, I mean, Wolves have the second best defensive record. Kilman's a massive part of that. Yeah, you know, he's—he's. I mean, even you know, if if he isn't one, if he isn't, how can he not be called up? You'd think he's got to be, but we'll wait and see.
3: Yeah, yeah, and and the final question about the Champions League. I think can we? Yes, we can. Will we? I'm not so sure. I said to you the other day, seventh. I think is probably where I think we'll finish, and I'm going to stick with that. I think what we've got to be really careful of is, you know, seventh for us is still a phenomenal season. You know, we came 13th last year, you know, and we're all disappointed with that. You know, the board were disappointed with that. The, the squad were probably disappointed. You know, all this talk about pushing for fourth and, and fifth and all this. Don't lose sight of the fact that seventh place would still be fantastic for us. You know, let, let's be really clear on that. You know, seventh place is, is a great achievement in his first season for Bruno. And for this group of players as well. And, you know, fingers crossed, seventh place might even get you into the Europa Conference League, I think, which, you know, which would be nice. You know, so let's let's dream and think about the Champions League, but let, let's, let you know, not sort of, you know, look a gift horse in the mouth, if you like, and, and be disappointed with seventh because that's still a really good position to be in.
2: Fantastic. Well, there you go, Jack. Thank you so much for your contributions. No As always, much appreciated. Max Killman, his nomination, Pundit's nomination uh, for Man of the Match. All the best, Jack. Thank you. And you see, see
3: you later, everyone.
2: So that's Jack. Next up, we have a friend of the show, Paul Mansell, who you probably, if you haven't watched it, Why haven't you watched it? Paul and Chris were on my instant reaction after the game yesterday in the pouring rain. Go check it out if you've not already watched it. Uh, Paul, how are you feeling a day on?
0: I'm still on a massive high. Like if you could bottle up and this feeling and sell it as a drug, you make an absolute fortune. What what your team can do to you when you're flying high like this? It's um, I've seen a lot of people in the comments as well, you know, saying that they're still on a high. And, yeah, that's exactly how I feel as well.
2: Well, mate, I still am as well, to be honest. I mean, it was late getting back. I got the match block out. I don't know if you've seen it or not. Um, But, like, you know, it was kind of surreal after about 18 minutes when the second one went in. Because we were all, like, obviously disappointed with the Arsenal game, not being able to break them down, not getting at least a point, which I think we deserved. And then you come into Tottenham and you're thinking, well, Tottenham have just lost uh, two on the bounce. They uh, they lost late on to Southampton. You're expecting a reaction, and after 18 minutes, Wolves are two up. And you'd think, yeah, I mean, and, and every time we went forward, and you can't say this very often as a Wolves fan this season, I thought we were going to score every time we attacked.
0: Yeah, especially in that first half and. That's a really good point that you make. You know, we had a big disappointment on Thursday night. There was a big carrot dangling on Thursday night, wasn't there? We could have gone above Arsenal. And it would have been easy to give, to come out, um, set our stall out, let them come on to us, um, still show signs of a hangover from that Thursday result. But we didn't. And I really felt so pleased with the way that we took the game to them. And I think that's a massive reason why we won the game, our front-foot approach in the first half.
2: Well, this has been a bit of a bugbear with you, hasn't it? Um, Because, obviously, the Man United (laughs) game, the Man United game, we were set (laughs) on the front foot and we kind of, like, stamped our marks, early doors, got on the front foot. And it took us till late on in the game for Martinho to score his goal and win the goal 1-0, win the game 1-0. And yesterday, the first-half performance was... Almost as perfect as you get. Spurs, they were panicking at the back. Uh, they were scared of Wolves' press, and some of the football, especially in the first half that we played, and it was one-touch football: bump, 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 passing through them like butter. And I just—it was so exciting. I mean, Raúl scored his goal. Then Donca got the second. Then Raúl had that shot, which uh, from the edge of the area, which Lloris parried away. Um, probably hit it too well, uh, Raúl. To be honest, because uh, it was too a little bit too close. Then, then, then Pedence obviously hit the post, and he had another one went through the legs. Probably just again slightly too close to the keeper. He got that was a good save that was from Pedence because the keeper was unsighted. But yeah. if we'd have gone in four up at half time, and they really embarrassed Tottenham, I w- you, we would have deserved it because. You know they had a couple of chance, half chances. I mean, Son had a chance, did he? Did he not? I think um, when he went through, and then Cody did really well to get him to check back, and then he just couldn't... But the, you know, there's a, Son hasn't scored against Wolves. He's played us seven times. He's not scored against us. It's like a psychological thing, I think. And he's like um, a
0: reverse Alexi Wobe, isn't he? It? It's like he. Yeah,
2: it's like it's we do. It's a. It's a funny one, and. <laughs> You know, the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium It's a great stadium. they are a great bunch of fans as well. And, um, you know, they had four games in hand on us not long ago. And now they have one and we're above them.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think that's worth pointing out. You know, the stadium, for those that didn't get a chance to go this season or, or last time, it's such an amazing place. Like, from the outside, it's really striking building, uh, very sleek, great design. Um, the concourses as well, very spacious. um I didn't have a beer in the ground, but I heard people saying that the beer was good in the ground. Um, the seats are good as well as a great view. The and one it's got difference space that I, in as well yeah, one difference to highlight though, at Brentford, it felt like because we were quite small in number, about seventeen hundred, we were quite compact. yeah, it felt like the noise from the away fans was louder. Yeah, But at Tottenham, we had probably double in the amount. But you're sweeping around that corner. And although the fans were great, and it's probably because the stadium's bigger as well, but I think at Brentford, it's a bit more compact and you get that volume from the away end a bit more. That's one little difference that I noticed yesterday. But amazing stadium and so glad that I got the chance to go.
2: Uh, well, TR has come on here, mate. He says we're going to get smashed at the Emirates. I'm guessing he's an Arsenal
0: fan. What do you say to that, Paul? I'll say that's big big talk uh, from from an Arsenal fan. We've got not a bad record there, you know, since we've been promoted. I think we've had two draws and a win. Um, And I fancy us more in the away match than I do in the home match. We've got seven wins from away matches compared to four wins from home matches. And I've said this on the podcast, going back to the beginning of the season. I think we're a better team away from home because we, we were won so difficult. Four on the down. bounce
2: in the top division for the first time since 1980. Can anyone tell yeah. me? Anyone tell me the last time we won? What year it was? You probably know this, Paul. We won five top flight matches on the bounce away from home. What was the season? Because I'd be interested. 1980. That. Would it be 1980 as well?
0: Oh, um, was that when we went four unbeaten? We won Last four unbeaten
2: four. with uh, 1980. When what what year did we go five? Was it 1980? Was it nothing? you will be interested. This is away from home. I
0: bet Carl will know. Carl's good with his stats. Right?
2: Yeah, he's a bit of a stato, isn't he, Carl? He's probably yeah, researching he it right it. now, as we uh, as we go. So, mate, obviously we were buzzing after the game, and uh, let's talk me through who impressed you uh, and. And how do you think we reacted to the Arsenal defeat?
0: Okay, um, well, match of the day, storm of thunder, because I was watching the goals back in the car on the way home, and when we scored the second goal, you watch Larice make a bad pass and Ben Davis. But if you do a freeze frame, I think when Ben Davis gets the ball, we've got like five players already in the picture. Yeah. So that tells me not only we're we committing. Men forward and playing high up the pitch, but it's in an organized way. You know, people aren't running around like headless chickens, not knowing their job. It's a very organized press. And I think when Dendonka actually scores that goal, there's seven players in and around the box. And it's not just me that said this throughout the season. We need to get more bodies forward more regularly. And I think that was a big difference yesterday
2: hundred percent, mate. I mean, I mean, we've often seen that, haven't we, with the Wolves? It's like, you know, crosses coming in and there's no one there. Um, and, you know, I saw that still frame with how many Wolves players were running forward attacking. Yeah. And, you know, when you think Wang came on for 10 minutes at the end, you've got Neto coming back. You know, the goal, you, you'd think we're going to start to pick up more goals because they are quick, they're strong, they're direct type of players, you know, and hopefully as the season goes on, you know, I know it didn't happen against Arsenal and we didn't manage to break. Teams that just sit is the problem for me. We t- struggle to break them down. They, when they just sit, it's, it's difficult. We, we just lack that little bit of clinicalness or inventiveness. But when teams play against us, yeah, we, we, we're so clever with how we spring forward into the attack?
0: It's because they're well coached and they, they all know their job. Um, and that's really evident from the way that we play, especially away from home. But you're right. We've only scored eight goals at home all season, which is the lowest, I think, in the division, maybe not apart from Norwich. Five of those eight goals have come against Southampton and Newcastle. So can you imagine... If we'd scored, say, 14 goals at home, we'd probably already be in a Champions League spot by now. So what he's got to try and do is I don't want to use the word solutions, because we had enough of that last season. But solutions, got to is, find, a, solutions is last year's word. Yeah, he's he's gotta find a way to score more goals at home, starting hopefully with Sunday.
2: Well, it's a big game, isn't it? I mean, you know, um, we've—I said this after the game—we've got to back it up now. We've got to back it up, and Leicester—you know—looked a lot better second half against West Ham. Um, you know, they've—they've they've not had the season their fans are expecting, but we've got to back up that win against Tottenham by beating Leicester at home, and then we got—we go away to the uh, to the Gooners, um, and the Wolves. You know, the the problem is that Arsenal, Arsenal's celebrations, is such a motivation now for Wolves. Going, they're going to really want to turn them over at the Emirates. They'll be so focused for that game, and then we follow it up with West Ham. You know, we're four points behind West Ham, and they're in the Champions League places with two games in hand. Paul, and we've got to play both. if we, if if you, we get results. uh, You know. Six or seven points out the next three games. I think it's game on.
0: Definitely. And I really agree with what Jack said. He said that we can do that. We can get into the top four. But ultimately, if we finish the season in seventh position, that's still a massive achievement. When you consider the lack of money that we've spent, we lost our manager in the summer who you know worked wonders for us. Seventh would still be a fantastic achievement. But you're right, Seven, uh, four points behind West Ham, two games in hand, one of which is Watford at home, which I would like to think you would target that for three points. And I think West Ham will be more worried about us going to them in two weeks' time than us worrying about them because I think we totally dominated them at our place as well.
2: We did. And uh, Bruno large in his aftermatch, he says, I don't care where we play or who we play or how exactly. they play we go and play our game to win
0: it's all about mindset i mean my my research at, you know do, doing my studies and that that's about mindset and i know you, i know there's statistically greater more win, um, more wins in home matches and away matches but why should it be that different the pitch nowadays at this level is the same you know, I think you can you should go there with the mindset of doesn't matter if we're playing home or away, we've got our eleven players who can go there and win the match. And I really like what he said about that.
2: We've got a female Wolves fan on here, Deborah Taylor, says if you're gonna dream, then dream big. This is going to be our season. In my opinion, top four is
0: within reach. Yeah, and I think that's um you know, building on what Deborah's just said there. If you look at the teams that are above us immediately, so that's West Ham, Arsenal, Man United, we've beaten Man United and West Ham, should have got something against Arsenal. We're not scared of them anymore. I think Liverpool and Man City are at a different level, Yeah, but we're not scared of them either, but... Can you imagine you know, if I goes think-
2: down to the last game of the season at Anfield and we need to get a point or something to qualify for the Champions League or something
0: like that? Can you imagine? Well, hopefully they'll have nothing to play for because, you know, they're going to finish first or second and it's probably going to be second, isn't it? Oh, I so that will so, probably yeah. be done and dusted by then. So, yeah, um, when you compare the teams that are just above us, then why not? You know, are they that much better than us? No. I don't. If they are better than us?
2: Well, yeah, absolutely, mate. I mean, it's going to be an interesting one. But Leicester are a bit of a bogey side for us, aren't they? There's many times we've played them that we've played really well. And VAR's ruled out a goal. We just don't seem to get the rub of the green against Leicester. And we had Vardy, didn't we? You know, I mean, Tottenham chalked off. We played them off the pitch first early doors. First home game of the season, lost 1-0. Man United, we played them off the pitch. And uh, Mr Mike Dean didn't give the foul on uh, Neves, kick, chalk that one off. Leicester is the other one, played away from home. We played so well. Vardy, fair enough, it was a proper good goal. It was a good good goal. That one, you know, it was a penalty, wasn't it, for Tottenham, and it was um, that uh, not-given free-kick, but Vardy was a good finish, and then he comes and does the howl in front of us. You know, I mean, we've got to beat Leicester this time out, surely. We're due to beat them.
0: Yeah, I mean, you're right. We have had... We haven't had the rub of the green against them with quite a few VAR decisions, but also there's some very good memories of playing Leicester, the Jota hat trick, um, when we got to the Premier League for the first time and we were three 0 down at half time.
2: Oh,
0: and was people, people left yeah. at half
2: time? People left at half time, and and then, and then we, it was, uh, was it was Kamara won it or whatever that scored the winner. He, hadn't, yeah. he couldn't get the barn door. He nearly missed from from the yeah, yard. yard. Yeah,
0: we, knew we all went mad. It was four three. Colin Cameron, Alex Ray, I think, on the score yeah. sheet that day. But, um, I watched it back yeah.
2: a few times on YouTube. That
0: Let's get the first goal, though, against Leicester. Let's start in the same positive intent to pen them in, create chances, go 1-0 up. Because if we go 1-0 up, we are so hard to beat. I mean, it's over... I think it's nearly 50 games in the Premier League since we scored first and then lost... Yeah. A start on, yeah, a start on I, I, When they said that, I was took took a double take with that, to yeah. be honest. And you know, we have only dropped two points from leading positions, so this season, yeah. I'm a realist, we're not gonna go out and score four or five every week. That's not you know it would
2: be nice once to put a time now to do that, wouldn't it? It would be nice. Yeah.
0: But I, I think if we if we go one nil up, you know, I'm not saying the result's academic, but it gives us a such a Better chance of winning the game rather than if we go a goal down. And we've got to break a team down that sits in like Arsenal.
2: Well, exactly. Because like, if, if we get a goal up against Arsenal, they've got to. They they can't just, you know, try and put the uh, the the double decker buzzes up. They've got to come out and try and play, and, and that kind of suits us. This is why we've been so effective uh, with taking the lead. Um, I mean, looking looking ahead, Paul. You know, Leicester, Arsenal, West Ham. How many points do you think we're going to get out of those three games?
0: Would you take six from three from those three matches if someone offered you six now?
2: I think so. I think if we won two and lost one, I think you know if you are getting more than um, two points a game, or you're getting two points a game, that's that's that that's top two form, isn't it? Well, it's a bit better than not quite, maybe, but in the Premier League, but in most divisions, it is.
0: You took the words right out of my mouth. Six points from three matches, is two per game. That's good enough to get you possibly even in the Champions League if you can maintain that all season. So we've got 15 matches left. Say we take 30 points and finish on 67. Surely that would be enough, good enough for fourth place. It's a big well, ask. but
2: is <laughs> very confident she's going for nine. <laughs> uh, Danny's made a very good point, actually. Leicester concede from a corner once, a t- once every two games.
0: Yeah, they've conceded I think fourteen goals from set pieces, not including penalties. I read tonight. So he's right. You know that's a real target for us. And I hope in the tra- on the training ground in the week they're looking at what Leicester's deficiencies are and targeting um, goals from that area. Because let's face it. We know that we struggle to score goals from from open play, especially at home. So if we can get one from a set piece, it would give us a massive leg up.
2: Absolutely. I mean, so
0: you're going for six points then, uh, Paul. Yeah. And do you know what? I'd almost, if we lost to Leicester, but won the other two, I'd take that. No, because the other two are in more direct competition for us, for those places. So, I don't want to lose on Sunday but if you said we can lose Sunday and then win the next two I'd definitely take that. Okay. And um, what you what what what's your performance rating?
2: I know the answer to this as well. and if you watch the instant reaction you'll know the answer to this.
0: I'm still going to give it a 9. Um, yeah. You know, like what Jack said, if it if it had gone to 3 nil, which Jimenez had a decent chance straight after half time then I then I might have gone for a 10.
2: Have, have, but, yeah. I'll, I'll get, the only 10 I've ever given in all the times I've done my instant reaction was the West Ham game, was the Man United game. Because it was a complete performance. I gave it a 10.
0: Yeah. Um, so I, I'm, I'm sticking with a nine. Um, I agree with what you said and Jack about Max Kilman. He was outstanding. But I still stick with Dendon Cruz, my man of the match. Um Not just for his goal.
2: His, uh, (laughs) his
0: His overall play was exactly what we've needed to sign in the transfer window. Energy in midfield, box to box, can pop up with a goal, can break up play in the middle, neat and tidy on the ball, looks to pass it forwards rather than sideways. All those things are what he did yesterday. And like Jack pointed out, on the second goal, he actually wins the ball. Um, cuts out Ben Davis's pass plays a lovely ball to Samedo yeah but carries on his run into the box you know so now we know what he's capable of can he do it more often for us well that that that's the thing if he could get these sort of performances out of every game
2: he'll win he'll win round his crickets uh, crickets his critics uh, <laughs> his crickets so it's a completely <laughs> different sport or an, or a little insect but yeah no he's <laughs> good. You know, he's got like these little crickets <laughs> going on in the background, uh, getting at him. But yeah, no, absolutely. But, you you know, if we go for the three four three against Leicester, which you're predicting, do you, I mean, would you keep him in? Or, you know, or, you know, Matinho's not fit, would you play Kundal? Hoping that Joe uh, Matinho
0: will be fit for the Leicester game. It's such a tough decision. Personally, I don't think Huang's ready to start. no. I don't think Trincao should. And Neto won't be back. So I think he might stick with Padence playing off Jimenez. And I think if Moutinho is properly fit, then he probably will come in ahead of Condor and play a three-five-two. Um but if he played three, four, three, if he decides Huang is properly fit, then I could understand the rationale for that as well.
2: I don't think he'll start Wang, I don't think giving him ten minutes. I think Next time, he'll probably get more like 25 to 30 minutes. If he's going to play the 3-4-3, three, three, he'll trink he'll out a start for sure, you would think. Um, it'll be interesting as well, obviously. Um, the wing-backs have got, a, you know, we've got three big games in the space of seven days, pretty much more or less. The wing-backs, how he uses the wing-backs, does Johnny Otto get some game time? Ain't Norrie, I think Alpha's more going forward than Marcel does. But, obviously, energy levels for the wing-backs are quite key. Samedo, I've been really impressed with him this season. Um, His positional play defensively is so much better. You can see that Bruno Large and the team have been working so well with him there. He made some good interceptions. Uh, He made a good tackle when uh, Tottenham were through. I've been so impressed with him. And, also, he's developed the composure at the other end. He picks out Daniel Pudence for that shot. You know, you're starting to see why we paid the money for Samedo. Now, I know people haven't quite warmed to Trinko. I'm one of them. You see flashes of what he's capable of. Maybe he's a second-season man because it looks from all from, from like there's going to be some sort of deal with Barcelona with Adama going one way and Trinko going the other way. It looks as though they're going to take him in the summer. So, but it did take Semedo a year to adjust. So maybe Trinko will come good in the second season or towards the end of this year. I don't know.
0: It's a good point what you make. And the guys that didn't get to go to the game yesterday or didn't see it on a stream, Trinkau had five or ten minutes at the end. He went on a great run he near the end. And he really showed a great change of speed. Um, I think he nutmegged someone. So we're all frustrated because we see those flashes. We see that he is a skillful player. We see that he has got a change of speed. We see that he has got a decent left foot he does contribute in terms of the press inside as well, but on the same token, we're all frustrated because he hasn't got a goal in the league, he hasn't got an assist, and the Arsenal um, performance summed him up in a lot of ways when he's crossing, let him down. So, maybe we shouldn't write him off completely, because like Samedo, he might come good in the, in the second season, but whether they're signing him or not, I don't know. I mean, maybe an option is to try and take him on another loan.
2: I don't think Barcelona are going to are going to buy that, are they?
0: If he's not going to play in their team, though, um, unless a, unless they just want a proper permanent deal or nothing, it could get him off their wage bill. Um, I don't know. I think at on the mo- at the moment, I'd probably look for an alternative, but like Samedo, maybe he could come on strong in a second season.
2: Well, yeah, I think Samedo's definitely run people round uh, this season. I've been really impressed with him. I think someone uh, said he's the low-key, Dinny, I uh, said Samedo is the low-key player of the season uh, for him. Uh, mate, we haven't done yet. I, I think we did your performance ratings. so to finish off your segment, because I know you've got to go and pick up your little one. Uh, man of the yeah, just
0: in the time. <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to be late for Scouts. Um, yes, yeah, i stick to Dendon Cruz, my man of the match, performance rating nine, um, and roll on Sunday. I can't wait for the next game.
2: And me, mate. I'm looking forward to it. Mate, thanks for for coming on. Go <laughs> off and get, uh, pick your uh, peculiar one up for, from Scouts.
4: I'm going to be in trouble. <laughs> Just blame Dave. <laughs> yeah, I will. <laughs>
2: okay. realised yeah,
0: before nice to... you <laughs> I need to set an alarm on my phone next time.
2: <laughs> nice one.
0: All right, mate. Catch you later.
2: Get yourself yeah, on. Cheers, everyone. See you Absolutely. soon. Absolutely brilliant. As always, from Paul. Brilliant. Uh, so uh, we've got two more coming on with us. We've got Giuseppe. And to close the show tonight, we're going to be uh, joined by Josh, unless Sam gets gets back in time. Um, but Josh, you'll be on after Giuseppe. Giuseppe, hello. Tell everyone hello. where
5: in the world you are. I'm sorry?
2: Tell everyone where in the world you are at the moment. Um, Wolverhampton And
5: you are from? Um, obviously, oh, I was born here, but obviously, my parents are Italian.
2: Hey, fantastic. And what do you want to say about uh, the last two matches?
5: Well, I wasn't very happy with the Arsenal game. Obviously, I was there, I was in a southwest corner. Because obviously I could see from where I was sitting. Yeah. It sh- it Are you at the game? Goal. I'm sorry. You were at the game. Yes, I was. Yes. Fantastic. And obviously, where I was sitting, it, it should have not been a goal. It should have not been a goal.
2: What shouldn't have been a goal? The but, uh, Arsenal goal.
5: It, the-, the Arsenal game. Yes. Yeah. That- it should have not been a goal. So, and and then oh, and after that that. We played well. We played well in the Arsenal game, but we we just we, we just uh we just didn't turn up, I don't
2: think. You don't but think I, we turned up? No, not See, really, I didn't no. think we played too I didn't think we played too bad. I thought we played a lot better than the the Norwich game. Yes. I thought apart from the freak goal, um I think if it'd have gone in nil nil at half time, um we may well have um got on to have won that game or at least get a point out of it because Arsenal didn't really threaten us any other no, they time game. Game to ten men after 70 minutes.
5: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. But uh, going to... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to the Tottenham game now anyway. So, going to the Tottenham game, I just I just don't know what to say, Dave. It... Obviously, I was watching it at my friend's house. Yeah. And... We... Uh, we watched it and it was just, it was just out of this world. I've never seen... Could you seen... believe
2: it, everyone, when the second one went in? 2-0. sorry? Could you believe it when we're 2-0 up after yeah. 18 minutes? I,
5: I know. I, I was shocked. I even said to my friend, I even said to him, what team are, you what team are we playing here? Are we playing, are we playing a lower league side team here?
2: And that and, was amazing, uh, wasn't it? You know, Tottenham I, were all over the place in the your first half, especially.
5: Yes, and and so I was just, we, we were were that happy? We were all that happy? But then around about the 80th minute, we just thought, we just thought we, we're going to turn this off now because we've won this, we've won this here. So, yeah. so then meaning we turned it off and went to the pub. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Well, I'm glad. I'm glad that we did win it then because I I, yes. I think the, if in, can you imagine, probably a few Villa fans uh, turned the telly off at to 80 minutes. A few uh, when they played Wolves, a few and we were winning two 0 and they'd have got to the pub and they'd have found out they'd got beaten three <laughs> two. So yes. Yes. We, we didn't look like we we were very much with game management was uh, was absolutely yes. fantastic. Who impressed you? Um, who what players impressed you on Sunday? Wow. Well,
5: Luke Condon impressed me. Luke Condon really impressed me. He did, really impressed me. So he really impressed me because he, I know the last ten minutes he was a bit. It was a bit like um, how can I can't explain it? Tired. Yeah, he he looked a bit like a bit worried, raw you like when he, when it when like he. He really impressed me. He did. He, he never he was never out of his position or nothing.
2: He usually had a lot of energy. He was very much he, he was very Matinho like actually yes. in the way right. that he was very Terrier like closing down, getting on to players when they got the ball. Matinho has that sort of Terrier like attitude, and uh, you know, if Cundall is turns out to be the half the player that Joe Matinho is. He'll be a very very good player. I thought you know for the young boy yeah. he was a. Fantastic uh full debut. Um he didn't let anybody down, you know. He's come through the academy. There's an old saying, if you're old, if you're good enough, you're old enough. He's shown enough to show why Bruno Large didn't yes. loan him out to anyone, he's kept yeah. him because he sees him as a first team player. And I think we'll see a lot more of Luke Kundal this year. And I think yeah. we'll see a lot more of Luke Kundal next year as well, because he's a player. I hope so. I really hope so. He's only going to get better and better. Yes. So, um, mate, Champions League, yes or no?
5: Yes, definitely, Dave. Definitely.
2: You think we're going to do it? Yes, we are. We are. And how many points do you think we'll get out of Leicester, Arsenal and uh, West Ham?
5: Well, if you look... Uh, at the table at the minute, the table table is so close, and to be fair, West, the West Ham, I I reckon we'll we'll beat West Ham, yeah, three points, three points for that, and we'll go and beat Arsenal away, definitely. That's six, we'll we'll get our revenge back, yeah, and then. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go for the win
2: against Leicester as well. Crikey, so you're going to go for a, for a full house, nine points. Well, if we do yeah. get nine points, then Champions League people will, we will definitely not be under the radar anymore. In fact, the radar will have fell over down a cliff yeah. and be rolling somewhere towards the south coast of England because there's yes. no way we'll be under, under the radar anymore. But after that comes its own pressure. Um, your performance rating for the uh, Tottenham game?
5: I'm going to give it
2: a nine, Dave. Fantastic. Adrian Re- uh, Richards has said, we need to go on a European tour with Giuseppe on lead guitar and Dave on drums. Okay, yeah, drums. Island, yeah, we'll do
5: that then. Yeah.
2: Who wants <laughs> to be lead singer, though? Who's going to be on bass guitar? And who's going to be on keyboards? We'll have to work that one out. And your man of the match?
5: I don't know what to say. Um... So I'm many... gonna give it I'm gonna give it Max Kilman. Killman again.
2: So Max,
5: got two... Ma- Max Killman is he's, he's he's just one of the best defenders for us at the minute. We can't we can't physically we we can't physically have um like we've got to always have him in that defense. He's so good. So I'm gonna go Max Killman again.
2: Absolutely. Well that means we've got two votes for Killman. And one vote for the Dendonka. Uh, Giuseppe, thank you so much for coming on the channel. Yeah, and, thank uh, you guys. I, 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 And, you know, if we get nine points from the next three games, we're going to start calling you Mystic Giuseppe. Okey-doke. You okay. you'll, you'll be the Prophet Giuseppe. Okay. But let's hope okay. you're right. Okay. Actually, thank Giuseppe, you. before we go, to make sure that you're the proper Prophet, you yeah. need to get your score predictions for all three games. Leicester, go, go on. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Come on, Giuseppe. Let's see what the what the crystal ball's t- saying. Let's two nil. Two, nil
5: to
2: Le- two, two nil against Leicester. Wolves away at Arsenal. Go on. One nil. One nil away at Arsenal. And then away against West Ham.
5: Uh, I'm gonna go. Two 0 for that one.
2: Right, so we're not conceding any goals at all in the next three
5: games. i tell you what. i tell you what. Come on. You're the prophet, Prophet Giuseppe. Come on. For for the West Ham game, uh, I'll go for 2-1. 2-1. But
2: that one goal may yet be disallowed by VAR. So if it is 2-0, we'll just basically... Say it's a VAR yeah. decision. What well, it depends whether we have got Mariner on VAR or not. Okay. Okay. Yeah, but yeah. Giuseppe, if you um, if you get all these three right, can you please come on because we're going to do a lotto special where you can give us all the numbers for the lottery, and we okay, can all okay. put them on.
5: Okay. Because, okay. Like, if
2: that comes in two nil, one nil, two one stroke, two nil, then yeah. we're going to your, we're gonna need We're going to need. We're going to need just between us. Yeah. And all the friends on here. We'll yeah. just get you on for the lottery numbers.
5: Okay. Okie dokie. <laughs>
2: yeah. No problem. Fantastic, mate. You, okay. you, you, you're a good sport, mate. I appreciate okay. it. Please, thank Thanks you. For coming on, mate.
5: Okay. Bye-bye, Bye-bye. Cheers. Bye bye, everyone. Bye bye. Cheers.
2: Cheers. Oh, one other thing. Yeah. There's a few people. Next time you come on, we want to hear a guitar rift.
5: Okie dokie. Okay. We work,
2: on, work on something for that. All right, to, then. No problem. We've got, because we, I've got to trial you out for the band. I could get my dad as lead singer, couldn't I? Because he sings yes, on the yes. yes. <laughs> you know, he could be on the guitar. So we could get Magic Moss. We could get um, Mystic Giuseppe, Dazzling Dave on drums. We just need a keyboard and a bass player and we're sorted. Yeah, I'll work yeah. on that. We've got Tuba Wolves can play as Tuba, but I'm not sure how that will fit into the thing.
5: Uh, All right, then. The okay. Okay. Fantastic, no mate. No See you on the next one. Okay, Andrew. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Cheers.
2: Fantastic, that's Giuseppe there. So we've got a band forming, Dad's. So we're going to be so pleased to hear that we might have a band forming, um, because then he can do his world tour that he wants to get in before he's eighty-seven. That would be good. We'll do a. We'll just do a when the um, what's what's that what's that venue in um, Wolverhampton that's uh, still closed at the moment that will open? I can't think what it's called. The Civic. Yeah, we'll do the first gig. gig at We'll sell it out at the uh, at the Civic. So, fantastic. Adrian says he's got a whistle. Fantastic. <laughs> Brilliant. So, uh, bringing up on last for us today, no, last no. but not means least, unless Sam turns up. Um, <laughs> hello, Joss. i like liking your um, your hoodie, mate. Cheers. Very... very yeah. per- Is it Jack, and- Jack Jones? Yeah, yeah. All right. So, you know, you like your nice clothes then. That's yeah. good on you.
4: Fantastic. <laughs> um, mate, how are you feeling? Over the moon, absolutely. After after Thursday, I was going into yesterday thinking, "Where's this going to go?" As I said, and to be tuned up in 17 minutes was an absolute dream, absolute dream. Where where did you watch it, mate? Um, we were at the ground. We went went down. You were there. Yeah. Top man, top man. You you go with your pa? Say again. You go with your dad. Just me and my brother. Yeah, me and my brother got a white season ticket and dad's members. Are still you a gold silver. or a silver? Uh, gold, it's all right for some of it. You
2: know, <laughs> you know I'm, I'm effectively like bronze, so uh, I struggled. Uh, I've got Paul, I did manage to get to Brentford, but I would, yeah. uh, I had a bit of help with that one, thanks to Paul and his dad, Chris, which I appreciate. He's probably watching. Um, but mate, absolutely brilliant. So, whereabouts in the ground were you? Which and how far back? We were you know,
4: uh, you beyond the goal or to the left to left? Beyond the goal, so we were in the block next to, um the home fans, but in the oil way, it's more close to our side. So we try and stay away from the home fans if we do? Because there's always been a jig between the two and you can't You know what? Involved. It's
2: quite funny because I was literally, yes, you I were, was yeah. literally as far over as you can get. I was right next to the gap. I couldn't believe it. It was great from a vlog so I didn't have anyone's heads in the way. So check out the match vlog. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I watched it earlier. Have you watched it?
4: Yeah, I watched them all early. It is good, isn't it? It
2: in not it its good. <laughs> yeah. And um, there weren't that much from where I was, but there was a couple of the people that were the Arsenal fans that not the Arsenal, fan, the Tottenham fans kept saying, "Do you want Doherty back? <laughs> would, you <have laughs> him, would you have him back?" And then, like, there's a few of the other Wolves fans said, "No, thanks." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and What have you? Uh, I thought it was a little bit harsh that you got booed by a section yeah. of the
4: fans because so he so us be
2: yeah. Uh, he, I mean, he gave us ten years loyal service. He's contributed a lot to the Wolves over those ten years. He was, yeah. you know, he's been with us from League One, Championship, and uh, Premier League. And I don't think the, you know, you can't blame him with the move to Spurs. We got some nah. decent money for him, uh, but he hasn't quite worked out for him. Conte seems to like him, yeah, because he keeps playing him. But really, he didn't have a great game yesterday. No, nah. and um, you know, you when you see Samedo and Aitnori and all those, mm. you know, you know, would you swap? Doherty for eight Norrie or not, no more. No, no. I don't think so. Not I mean, like eight is as well. We forget he's only 19 as well. We yeah. had two 19 year olds on the pitch. Yeah, scary. Scary. It is absolutely scary. So, um, what did you make of the Arsenal game before we
4: get on to the we do do the pain, but then we'll do the yeah. joy. The Arsenal game, I, just, I didn't. We just weren't at it. I didn't think we had that, that spark missing, I thought, against them. Um, yeah, lackluster, even with the 10 men, I know they stuck 10 men behind the ball, obviously, with the keeper as well. And it was just, but it was a smash and grab goal from them. And because I originally, because it was right in front of us in the safe bank, yeah. And originally, I thought that's a foul, surely. And two of us strayed away on our phones, BT Sport. Just catched it, caught it, the whole, the repeat of it, and it, it was a goal, unfortunately. Yeah. So Star- Yeah, there wasn't
2: it. enough in it, was there, to disallow it? Um, you know, cross coming in. Um and then obviously the when you won one nil up, it's you know, we I thought I Daniel Pedensi's uh was it Daniel Padence that did the post? Yeah, yeah, I think it, it or was that against Norwich. I can't remember. I can't remember. Yeah. <laughs> we never really had. We never really had any real clear. clear but there's a couple chances. of balls. We did. We needed a bit of luck, really, because the ball didn't
4: drop for us. Yeah. Uh, it the Jimenez one actually, yeah, Jimenez had a chance, didn't he? But he completely scuffed it. He I completely dental on top of each other.
2: Yeah, he completely. Just the So it just goes to show the character of the side. Yeah. Um, of how Wolves reacted. I mean, what did you think to the com- for the comments of uh, Ruben Neves and Cody? Um, Ruben was very unhappy with yeah. the way the Arsenal um, team players celebrated. But, I mean, what, what do you think? I-, I just think it's a sign of how far we've come yeah. that you've got that. that
4: are
2: celebrating so much yeah. that they've beaten us yeah. and... You know that I think that I think we have to take that as a backhanded compliment yeah. because Wolves Definitely. are now a rival to Arsenal yeah. and Tottenham. You know we are, and Man United. I know yeah. they they say oh we're not Wolves, but we are. Mm. We're competing for European places. We're capable on any given day of beating of beating them, and when they play us,
4: they're scared. Yeah. I was going to say exactly the same. I just think for them to be celebrating the way, I know it wound people up, but for them to um, celebrate the way they did, I really yeah, think absolutely. personally pays compliments to how far we've come. Absolutely, mate. Absolutely. And um, let's
2: go off, move from the pain to the uh, to the joy. Talk me through your whole day.
4: Oh, the stocks. We went on the trains, and it was an absolute disaster on the trains. I heard, the,
2: I, I heard the trains were um, were um, there's a few issues. I, I yeah. went on the coach. What, what what was happening?
4: All the trains between Wolverhampton and Birmingham New Street, um, from about eight o'clock up until eleven o'clock, were all cancelled. Apart from the two Avanti's, they managed to get moving. Say that again. All the trains between Wolverhampton and Birmingham New Street, uh, between eight o'clock and eleven o'clock, were all delayed or cancelled. So, so what we no, do? Um, we tried to train up because two of our friends jumped on at Wolverhampton and the trains come past us through Cowes Lake. We were jumping on there and because um, they were on the Avanti, It was stopping at Samuel and Dudley. So we said, look, it stopped at Dudley Port because they'd, they'd, they'd been held back. And we said, right, we'll try and catch you up at Samuel and Dudley. And just as we're pulling around the core, it pulls out. But then another one come through not too long bit not too far behind it. But, so you got um, on that? Yeah, jumped on that one and got down. And then uh once we got down to London, it was fine. It was just that initial wait at Cowsley. We were standing there and the times going up and up and up and up. And it was just How long were you standing? Um about we got there at quarter two. Train should have been at 10-2. And we waited there until about ten past. And then it just kept going up and up. And I said, right, we're going to stand up at the top and get a, get a taxi. And whilst we were waiting for our Uber, it actually cancelled. So we jumped well, on the, the Uber. the
2: cancelled as well? No,
4: the, tri- the train cancelled. I thought that would have been bad luck. Yeah. It? <laughs> yeah. But it was, um... So what time did you get down to Tottenham in the end? Funnily enough, because we jumped on the Avanti train, we got in 10 minutes after than we normally would have done. Oh, right. So it wasn't too bad in the end. But if we got on the, if we'd have got the West, we wouldn't have got a West Midlands train down because they were all cancelled. Why were they cancelled? Um, it was to do with them um, works. They've been doing works overnight the last few weeks between those, Wolverhampton and Birmingham, um, and they they'd gone over on the works, and basically nothing was moving between basically anything between Wolverhampton and Birmingham. We're at Wolverhampton and Birmingham, nothing was coming through nice until man. about that's so the what first. Mean- so what did you do
2: when you got down to Tottenham? Did you go straight into the ground or did now, you... No, we
4: dived at Euston. We met the, our two friends. Who, they'd only been waiting 20, 30 minutes for us. Met them in the um, in the bar upstairs in Euston and then jumped on the... Uh, about 15, 20 minutes there and then jumped on the tube and then the train. Fantastic. It was only like a 15-minute journey from Euston on the two trains. So that wasn't too bad then mm-hmm. and then you
2: went straight into the ground from there?
4: Yeah, yeah.
2: So, um, you were obviously talking about the game before it. I mean, what were your expectations going into it?
4: I would have took a draw going off the back of Arsenal. I yeah. have took a draw with the way that went and it suddenly looked like chances were going amiss against Arsenal. But to, to be wandered up in six minutes, it was... You know, I thought when the second
2: one was saved, I thought the chance had gone and then it falls to roll. And I, I it's kind of like slow motion initially when it falls to roll and it just... Brings it down so well and it's such yeah. a great volley. And then of course, once that hits the back of the net, top corner, yeah, you know,
4: the whole of the Wolves fans are just I say we out. have perfect view for it where he stood. We could literally see it level through the net into as soon right, as he right right in, in, Straight into the top corner where we were sitting, it was just, you could see it. as soon as he hit it, you knew where exactly where it was going. Fantastic. So, oh, you were in really a great
2: good. view of it then, didn't you? Yeah. And then really... uh, and then of course, um not long after that. It's uh, it's two 0 with Dendonka.
4: Yeah. After that, I was just absolutely over the moon for him because the way he played against Arsenal, the way he played against Norwich and Brentford, he has been he has been poor. And I've probably after the Arsenal game, I said to my brother, "Is someone coming in the summer for him?" I said, Phew. but he's completely slapped me in the face with that the way he played on uh, on Sunday. He he was brilliant on Sunday. Well, he did answer a lot of his... He did answer a, a lot of his
2: crickets... At, cr- I've done it again. Critics. <laughs> Critics. <laughs> Critics. I'm thinking of Grasshoppers to Zurich, are I?
4: Yeah. Uh,
2: Adrian Wishers, thank you very much. Uh, he basically said, guys, please smash a like on the video um, because that does let YouTube know they you're enjoying it. It'd be great if we could get over 100 likes. Um, that would be appreciative uh, for me if you could do that. And if you are listening to this back on the... Uh, the Always Wolves podcast, you know, check two minutes, give us a five star rating, let us let uh, Apple know or Spotify know what you think about the uh, the podcast. I have to say, um, whilst we're on, this is my 999th video. Oh, wow. That I've done since I started the channel. 999 I've done. And oh, wow. I need to, do, I, I, I need to, um, I, i'm coming up to thirty thousand subscribers as well so if you if you are new please help us get towards that so i need to think of something special for doing over a thousand videos and uh and getting to that mark maybe i could do mm-hmm. a competition or something i don't know if anyone any has any ideas let me know but um yeah 999 videos that's crazy to think that's, that's not how much time's gone into that <laughs> mad to think anyway uh who impressed you
4: um in the wolf side um, so Den Donker really did, but the, the man for me, and I, I've, I've got to have phases. I do, I think. I know when, when I first started coming on, it was all Kilman, but I thought I'm yeah. used to him there playing really well. Yeah, Samada, and I said it against um after the Norwich game. I think some was coming to his own, he's been absolutely brilliant. Different the, the, the amount of latched its tackles yesterday, yesterday, the balls going forward, the runs, the wayman pedents linked up. he He was fantastic.
2: I just want to say a big thank you to Cliff, uh, for Clint for saying that. It's very good saying I'm the best YouTuber. There's some good ones out there, but I appreciate you saying that. Thank you very much. Absolutely, mate. There's some great performances, wasn't there? I mean, um, what? Do you, I thought you got the formation right. What, what did you think of uh, like Luke Cundall?
4: I've said to my brother, and I said the same with Toutie. He wasn't awful, and he didn't pull up any trees. He was... A steady performer, a good solid what, seven, yeah. Which is what what you want really for a youngster coming in. You don't want him looking like a world beater because then the expectations up there. And I think that was the sort of downfall with Gibbs White. He had a good few games when he come in, and people have held him to that expectation. I think, and that's why I think Gibbs White gets a bit of flack sometimes.
2: Yeah, I but- mean, I still think this. I mean, I mean, again, some people say get get rid and but mm. he is a talented player. He's getting I think Gibbs White's fallback. uh downfall was a little bit to him being a little bit his attitude in mm. terms of like I'm a big time footballer. Maybe that's harsh on him or not, but he did make some mistakes. Obviously he went to the parties, he's got the got distracted yeah. by off the field things. You know, not to the extent that we've seen some footballers recently Yes, so uh, by exactly. off, off to the field, things. We're like, you we haven't had anything like Catgate or anything like that yeah. at Wolves. But M- Morgan, I think, is growing up, um, mm. and hopefully, if he grow, if you know, if he's matured and he's manned up a bit, he's he's still got a role at Wolves. Maybe yeah. we'll see Bruno Large. I trust him to make a decision on that. Luke Cundall, I came yeah. across in his in- interview as uh, yes. very humble and very. Raw. Grounded and down to
4: earth mm. And yeah. uh, he, he just seemed completely What's the word Um Grateful that he had the opportunity I yeah. think That he got literally nearly a full game Against, uh, let's be honest A team on paper Who were a, a top six team in the Premier League and mate, I, mean, a few I years. mean,
2: can you imagine You know, me or you at 19
4: Yeah You know, <laughs> going
2: and playing for Wolves Making your debut uh, you know, against the likes of Harry Kane and Son, and you know, all of their team that they got in the in the middle yeah. of the park, playing alongside Ruben Neves and, mm. and all, in midfield and international players, and you're 19, and then you've got the one of the best stadiums in the world with 60,000 fans. You're going to be nervous. I think he was a bit nervous yeah. early doors. Yeah, but you, like you say, he didn't you let anyone. He's 19 years old. And you know he would have grown as a person, and mm. as an individual, and as a player. And he would, you know, the way that the rest of the team were with him, and you know, Captain Connor Cody. Yeah, all the him players the gave him a hug and clapped. And he, how he got clapped off by the fans, and they were yeah. singing. He was one of our own. For for that young man, he's never going. He will never forget that oh, no. that day. And if he can take that and bottle it and learn and continue to learn and be patient, I think he's going to be a hell of a player yeah. because clearly Bruno sees him as a first-team player. And, um, you know, we, ultimately we're going to be looking for someone to step in the boots long-term for Joe yeah. Matinho because, you know, he's, I still think, you know, he's got another year or two left in him, Joe, because he keeps himself fit. And I think he's still got a contribution. But Luke Cundall is someone... You know that is in that sort of mould, and if he's training with these players day in, day out, yeah. he's going to learn so much. And he's, you know, why can't he go on and, yeah. you know, be a, a, you know, it's great to see a young lad Kilman's yeah. come through. You know, we've seen uh, lots of players in the past, homegrown players that have come through. Why can't Luke Kundal?
4: Yeah, yeah. I mean, to be playing someone next to someone like a Martino, who's a Euro um, Euro winner. And he's played at Monaco, he's played Champions League football. Playing someone next to him, he's he's going to be brilliant for him. Absolutely, mate. And uh, hopefully we'll
2: see a little bit more of him. Now he's come yeah. on and yeah. had that sort of exposure, that's going to stand him in good step. We do have to be patient with him because he is yes. a young yeah. man. He's probably going to make an odd mistake here or there. But that's going to be um, a learning and a growing experience. And as long as like, we keep the support for him and don't turn on him, um uh, for my, when he makes a mistake, yeah. that's good. Um, did you see the picture of Jose Sarr uh that Wolves put out um after you know, after he won, the way he was cheering and stuff yes. like that? Yeah, did yeah. You know, I just love him, Jose Sarr?
4: Oh, I think he I think he's absolutely brilliant, Ardu. I just think he's a complete character. And I said before, like how people say you've got to be you've got to be a nutter to be a goalkeeper, and you can see it in him. He he, he absolutely loves it. He, he doesn't is. care what he doesn't care what he does, he does his job and he... You've seen him in the videos when he's sliding down the 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 um, the railing, and he's 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 just he's got filming.
2: personality, you know? yeah. and I tell you what, that one that one bit where he literally runs to the edge of his box and virtually goes over Superman style over the top yeah. of a of a, <laughs> the
4: yeah. top and flag to punch it out. I mean to he do that pointed, as well, isn't it? leave his goal completely wide open behind him. He's got to have some confidence, to now he's going to get back. No, yeah, he, I mean, he did drop the ball. What is he trying to do that time when he chested the ball? After he, there? he looked like to me he tried to chest it down and he knew he wasn't going to catch it because it was moving. I think it was moving or like yeah. spinning. So I think instead of trying to catch it, so it slipped out, I think he tried to chest it to the floor and then dive onto it. But the speed it hit him, it just chested off him and bobbled away from him. You're like, what, what was going on there? That but- was a comedy. We got away with it though, didn't we? Yeah. In the yeah. end, uh, you know, absolutely brilliant. I
2: mean, it, it's exciting. I mean, we're all happy. It's Valentine's. Yep. It's- We're we're spreading the love. Um, We're going to um, come on to next, your Man of the Match. Yep. Uh, And then we're going to go to the people's vote um, before we talk more. And uh, the producer uh, who's sitting in the background on the sofa will be monitoring the votes in a minute. But but first of all, watch who's your nomination and why for Man of the Match against Tottenham Hotspur?
4: I think for me, it's Sameda. Samedo? Interesting. Yeah. Go on, explain. It's just the run-up to the goal. There was that run, the runs he was making did, for both goals, really. They all come roughly off the free-kick and in play from that sort of side. All through, ball out to him, cadents yeah. coming inside of him. And I thought the link-up into the goals, I thought he really helped with that. And he's defending, the one last-ditch defending tackle he made against Son or Moira down the left-hand side. Yeah, it was a good brilliant, brilliant tackle.
2: Brilliant his positional players come on leaps and bounds because he did get caught a lot last year out of position, which is why people yes. are getting so frustrated. And he switched off, but he seems to be sharper, more aware. Um, and he really has come on this season. And as I say, both, on both ends of the pitch, he did really well. So that's why you're going for uh, Samada. Yes. So, right, don't vote yet. Don't vote yet. We've got nominations from the pundits... For Max Killman, um we have, uh, who was the other one?
4: Dendonka. Le-
2: Leander Dendonka and Nelson Samida. Those are your three nominations. I'm going to count you in. Three, two, one. Put in your man of the match, and if you want to put your performance right about it, for the next two or three minutes, and then the producer will drop me a WhatsApp with the result of this week's people's vote whilst you're doing that please look at smashing a like on the video so mate um, what's going to be your performance rating
4: it's got to be a nine solid nine
2: a solid nine a solid nine uh what stops it from getting the 10
4: uh, for, for, for 10 to me if we'd have hit the third goal like paul said if we would hit the third goal then it would have that would have completed it It would that would be the 10 I tell you what, I was
2: kind of, I was wishing we got three because mm-hmm. if we'd have got three, it would have started being humiliating, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. It you, know, you know, you
4: know. Could have quite easily been 4-0 in 25 minutes. I, I and that, c- that's scary to think for, you imagine
2: um, that? there would have been an absolute, I think that, I think then there would have definitely have been a, a, a lot of people leaving the, uh,
4: Yeah.
2: Uh, leaving. I, I know a lot of the... Um, I know a lot of the, the Spurs fans are saying, I know, but we don't have an NFL pitch underneath our uh, stadium, like what yeah. they do and stuff like that. But uh, did you? I should have asked, did you watch the Super Bowl?
4: Go I watched because my mum and dad went to see Simply Red, so I stopped up and watched the first quarter before I went to go and pick them up. Do you know um, what? I watched
2: the first quarter as well. And then yeah. uh, I had to go under orders to uh, to go sleep then. It was a long day. Yeah. Um, do you have a, a favourite NFL team?
4: I haven't really got a team, to be fair, and I not mean, definitely me, want If your you're dad, my dad's got a team, I think, I mean, think the um, the Redskins. I think he will probably shout through and correct me if I'm wrong.
2: I don't know whether they've ch- they've changed. They're not called that now. it's yeah. politically incorrect anymore mm. to say that they're now just Washington Football Team. All right. But I like the Philadelphia Eagles. I do. Yeah. So if you, that would be one I'd put in there, there might be a few that uh, we'd have to talk about this at another time. I know it's yeah. a different thing, but the Super Bowl <laughs> was. Of, I liked a lot of the stuff that Wolf Social
4: did around it as well. Yeah,
2: Super especially Ireland. when
4: they brought some aid, um, Jose Sars running at Ivan Tony and Pontus Janssen. That was so that funny, was isn't
2: it? It was, it was absolutely brilliant. And of course, they did that Grand Theft Auto Wolverhampton thing, yeah. the graphic yeah. that they was just quite. Uh, was oh, fabulous. apparently Jake says they're now the Washington Commanders. Ah. Oh, they've got a new permanent name. Interesting, Uh, Jack. What's the uh, the thinking behind that? The Washington Commanders. You know, it's interesting, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Uh, So that yeah, the fact that there were a Washington football team. Um Josh Lewis has got booking A book is Carl, Carl watches LA Rams but it changes every year he probably supported uh, whoever won last year as well Carl did because he's that loved was like the... me when
4: I first come into it cause the first yeah, bit, was, glo-
2: um... a, when it comes to uh, uh, American football I think Carl's a bit of a glory isn't it? it does stick <laughs> with Wolves but I think with uh, he's picking LA Rams because they won last yeah. night uh, although it was a late win uh, Adrian said he watched the Super Bowl, but went to bed during the second half. <laughs> it's like, can you imagine like an yeah. FA Cup final, <laughs> and you're watching like the first half, then get to bed for the second half. It's like crazy to think yeah. it? you know what I mean? <laughs> um, so I've, I've had the, um, I've had the, I've had the video, I've had the message. So let's open it up from the producer uh, with the people's vote, and the winner is, Or have I? No, it's not come yet. Or is it? Is it? Is it? Come? Oh, it is. And the winner is, of the people's vote, Max Killman. And apparently it's a comfortable victory. <laughs> uh, Robert Davies is pointing out the LA Rams is owned by the Arsenal owners. So, Sandman, yeah. you really can't be supporting the LA Rams because they're owned by Arsenal owners. So, there you go. Uh, I do. Richard, said the right kills it for me. Well, they have a pop concert in the middle, don't they, at the NFL? Yeah. And everything like that. We should have done that. I should have talked more about the NFL tonight. I've got everyone's, uh, everyone's <laughs> team. So, uh, Josh, to finish off with, um, points prediction for the next three games, key games coming up. We've got Leicester, Arsenal and uh, West Ham. Now, are you going to any of those games?
4: I will be going to... All of them, yeah, I'll be there for. Wow, all of so you'll definitely
2: um, be around uh, because there will be uh, an extra time after.
4: Oh no, sorry, no, I'm not going Arsenal. I'm not going Arsenal. Realize okay. well, really there Arsenal. won't be an
2: extra time after Arsenal because there's <laughs> a lot of going around to be like. Uh, in fact, we won't have had a standalone extra time show for Arsenal because yeah. uh, because they keep we keep playing them on Thursday nights. It's a yeah, uh, it's do, the yeah. new law. We only play yeah. Arsenal on Thursday nights. Um. <laughs>
4: Uh, so yeah, go on. Give us your give us your point for this. So I'm gonna go five or seven. I'm in. I'm in the middle. No, 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 no! <laughs> no, no, you
2: can't go five or seven. You've got to go with it. That that's kind of like edging your bets. I'm going to You've got to go, go either five. I'm going to go seven. seven. or six. I'm going to go
4: seven. Seven. So yep. where are the points coming from then? Leicester two nil. Yeah. Um, Arsenal one nil. Yeah. And West Ham one-one. So, are you after Giuseppe's job? No,
2: <laughs> as, a, as, a, as a prophet. Yeah. Can you play an instrument? Oh, we know you can. Yeah. You can play a brass instrument. Yeah. <laughs> so basically, I can get tuba walls. We're gonna have a brass section. Brass section this band is something. building up in it. Yeah. We got me on drums. Giuseppe on uh, lead guitar. My dad is uh, one of the singers. Uh, Craig and you as part of the brass section. We probably need another mid voice. We need a keyboard player and we need a bass guitar, and we uh, we sorted. This band's building up, uh, really good. Um, so, mate, on the back of that, to finish off on then, yeah, um, are Wolves going to make Champions League? Why not?
4: Why, Why not? not?
2: Why not? Now, that's is that. I'm not sure whether that's a yes or a no. It's a dream. I think it's a dream. I think. <laughs> I, I think. Do you know what? To Josh and I'm kind of the same as Jack, really. It's like I think most Wolves fans. It's like yes, we can.
4: Yeah.
2: Yes, we can. We're in the mix, but this is Wolves. Yeah. Um, and we probably will get edged out. Um, this year, I still think we're going to finish in the top six. I think we could could finish as high as fifth, sixth, or f- yeah. I think we'll finish higher than seventh. I think I said fifth. So, I'm still going to stick with my fifth, but I think we can. And I think a lot, I think if you're asking us this question and we've got seven points out the next three games, yeah. then those odds, someone said they put 30 to one on Wolves making Champions League last night. The odds have already dropped. I think if we get seven points out the next three games and we'd like what well, Jack's, uh, Paul, I think we've beaten West Ham and we've beaten Arsenal, um, I think we probably will be fourth. After that. Obviously, Man United playing Brighton tomorrow. It wouldn't surprise me. Do do we know if
4: Brighton are at home to United or away? Um, I think it's at United, I think. Uh,
2: At United. Adrian wants to know what we're going to call the band, the Dazzlers. That sounds like a good name, actually. We could have if we can get it together, we can cut That's if nice Wolves we'll get to the FA Cup final next year, we can have a, an FA Cup song recorded, yeah, that would be nice. <laughs> oh, apparently, Carl said it's a uh, yeah, it's at tough. so yeah, so it's possible, mate. Listen, I want to say a big thank you, um, to Jack, Paul, Giuseppe, and of course yourself, Josh, for coming on. Uh, yeah. it's always great, um, to have guests on the show talking about this. It's you know. If you're sitting there in the, uh, in the chat, you know, Deborah and, you know, Robert and all of you guys, Andy and Merv and Barry, and there's loads of you in the comments. Oh. Why don't you come on one time? Are you de- making your debut? Josh will tell you it's, it's nervous. Probably not as nervous as making your debut in front of 60,000 people away at uh, the <laughs> Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. But once you've done your first one, it's a bit like Pringles. Once you pop, you can't stop. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> and this program is not sponsored by Pringles. I, w- I should say.
4: Um, yes, I want to endorse you, Dave. You know,
2: uh, but it, Pringles do want to come in, and uh, <laughs> then we're we're open. We haven't. We are currently about. Avail- we have got a, a Chris sponsor available, um, but yeah. So if you want to get involved, don't be frightened. Get get onto the Always Wolves Facebook page. Just search Always Wolves. Like the page if you would. Send us a message or just. Drop the Always Wolves Instagram or my Instagram, Dazzling Dave. Um, drop us a message and we'll get you on. Come on. We want to hear as many views as possible. It's always good. And, you know, if you're a female fan over there, especially, because I think it's yeah. always important to hear from female fans as well. So, yeah, absolutely fantastic. Josh uh, is seeing the uh, the show out from me. Uh, just before you go, please smash a like on the video. Uh, don't forget, if you want to leave some comments below, please do. And if you listen to it on the podcast, please leave us a rating and uh, let us know that you've enjoyed it. Until the next one, which will be my thousandth video, which is crazy to think. Um, thousand. Uh, I want to think of some special things to do. I'll cut, uh, you know, probably two short notes for this one, but we'll do something coming up soon that's a bit different. Um, from myself, Josh, you guys everywhere around the world. It's Valentine's evening to record this. Sending you and your family a lot of love, and uh, till the next one,
4: always wolves. Always wolves.
2: It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates are already booked in for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? at participating restaurant's 18 plus serving times delivery fee and term supply. See mcdonalds.com.